I want to try and preach on a very difficult subject. Difficult in the sense that it's not difficult for me, but from my little experience here in the U.S. and in the Episcopal Church, I think it's difficult for the Episcopalians. <laughs> so you will forgive me today if, um, if what I would say doesn't make sense to you. Just throw it away, right? Um, let me start with a story. It's not a joke. This is just something I heard here in St. George's. I think it was like three years ago, um, a lady, I won't give details so that you don't pick who, who or, you know, a lady came to me in the office and she told me about a girl, not a child, a girl, maybe another, a younger lady involved in the youth program of this church. Uh, but that younger lady is not a member of this church, but she happened to, you know, come around to participate in the youth program. So this younger lady was asking her about how to get read or how to pray about a certain problem. Now, what's the problem? This younger lady has a boyfriend, and with her boyfriend, they belong to a group of boys and girls, you know, group of friends. And they practice something like, um, uh, they have this drug, I don't know the name of the drug, but they take this drug, and when they take this drug, they sort of hallucinate, you know? So this lady and her boyfriend belong to that group of boys and girls who practice such, you know, they kind of enjoy it because when they take this drug, they feel high, they hallucinate, uh, they, see, they see another world, you know. They find themselves in another world, whether real or unreal, but they kind of enjoy it to take that drug and then phew, they go off this plane. They see themselves in another world with other people, like a real world, you know. So they were enjoying that kind of stuff. Now, I'm telling you what I was told, okay, by somebody in St. George's three years ago. So now the problem is, this young girl says, when she sleeps at night, she sees herself with the people she usually see when she's on drugs. Now, in her sleep in the night, she sees herself among these people. And then these people tell her, to do some things that are bad. Now, I was not told what sort of bad things, but to do some things that are bad. And then in her sleep, in her dream, with these people, she, she has a piece of paper in a dream. And she's writing out all the bad things those people are telling her to do. So she's writing them down. Then when she wakes up, she sees the piece of paper that she had in the dream, she sees it beside her bed, physically, in real life, with the things she has written down to do, all the bad things. 
Now, I know some of you with scientific minds, you can explain that, you know? I know that. Oh, maybe she's sleepwalking, or maybe she's whatever. You know, you have names, all of that, which is good, it's okay. <laughs> but now, she's asking this other bigger lady for help, for prayers. Now, this bigger lady came to me, says, Martin, I know you teach on, you know, this kind of prayers, you know, praying for the sick, praying against evil spirit. So I've come to you to help me. I don't know, I don't know what to tell this younger girl. I don't know how to pray for her. I'm not used to that. So I told her, number one, tell this younger girl to confess her sins generally and then surrender herself to Jesus Christ genuinely to save her as her Savior and her Lord. And then when you lead her to say that, then lead her to say, I dissolve whatever connection between myself and those people I see in my hallucination or in my dream or whatever. I dissolve that connection. And by the authority of Jesus Christ, I severe that relationship in Jesus' name. Tell her to say that. And then let her come back two, three days to tell you how she feels. Does she see, if she still sees those things or dreams those things, let her tell you. And then you come back and tell me, I will tell you what, <laughs> what next to do. <laughs> now, why am I telling this story? It's because of what I want to say quickly uh, right now. In the book of Colossians, where we read, where Daniel read for us, chapter 1, in verse 16, you know, we read from 15 to 28. Now, in verse 16, it says there that Jesus Christ is, uh, I'm, far, I'm paraphrasing now, Jesus Christ is the head of all principalities and powers and rulers and authorities. Some other places says of all uh, thrones and dominions and rulers and authority. Now, why is Paul, the apostle, making that comparison between Jesus Christ and thrones and rulers and powers and authorities or principalities and powers and rulers and authorities? Why? I don't have all the answers, but from what I gathered from my studies, the town called Colossae, where the church is, where Paul wrote this letter, the Colossians. There were two doctrines. There were two doctrines, false doctrines disturbing the church. The first one was the Jewish doctrine of ceremony, circumcision and keeping the Sabbath, observing new moons and, you know, all sort of rituals for eating food, clean and unclean food. So that was going on. And then there was this other one, the philosophy of the Greeks, that borders on uh, secret knowledge about spirits or angels or principalities and powers and authorities and dominions. So if you like, you can call it some form of, you know, kind of occultism, occult practices, or if you like... <laughs> You can relate it to the story I just told you. 
about this young girl and her boyfriend and group of friends who are taking drugs and leaving their bodies or their mind and getting into connection with another world, another realm, maybe of principalities and powers and rulers and authorities. Now, for you to understand, in this same Colossians, in chapter 2, verse 15, I believe, Paul says there that Jesus, or God, has delivered us from the powers of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He delivered us from the powers, principalities, powers, rulers, authorities. God delivered us, the church, from the powers of darkness. Again, you can cast your mind back to what that girl is doing and her boyfriend. Hallucinating, taking drugs, and reaching out to powers of darkness. Her dream, remember, her night, her dream, the dark powers of darkness. I'm doing all of this to try and make you understand. God has delivered us, the church, from the powers of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ. So, powers of darkness, kingdom of Christ. Two worlds. I know some of you don't believe that. That's why I say it's difficult. I'm trying to teach you. Two worlds. So, why would God or would Jesus Christ be so concerned about humans that he will go through all the process? The process. Until the cross. Why would Jesus go through the process to the cross to die? to spend three days in the grave and to rise up from the dead. Why is, Jesus, why is Jesus so concerned that he would send out his disciples to go into the world and preach the gospel, preach his name, tell the people that he died for them? Why? What is the story about Jesus dying for you and for me and for the world? What's the significance? Who cares? Who cares? But why? Why would Paul be so concerned to write this kind of letter? Why is Paul, why, is, why was Paul concerned about preaching, establishing churches? What is in it for Paul? He's not making money out of it. He's not getting political position. Paul is not getting nothing. But why was he so concerned about the church, establishing the church, when he's not gaining nothing from it? Why? I think, or I believe, is because the human race, all humanity, from the fall of Adam and Eve 
are in the powers of darkness. Without Christ, every human is captured, is a victim, is a prisoner of the powers of darkness. I know some of you don't believe that, but I'm trying to make you see why all this concern, why God is concerned about you and about me, why Jesus is concerned about you, about me, why the apostles, those who preached the gospel, planted churches, were concerned about you, why the church is important, is because humanity is encapsulated in darkness, powers. And no man, no government, no army, no politician can solve that problem. Only God. Only Jesus. And he did it on the cross. He conquered darkness. He conquered the principalities and powers. He conquered. He defeated them. And in him, Paul was writing in the Colossians, that he is the head of principalities and powers. He is their master. They submit to him. They surrender to him. When you come and address them in Jesus' name, they surrender. They bow. That was why Jesus cast out evil spirits. Now, let me end here. I don't know if I've made any sense, but because of time, I want to stop. I told you it's difficult. Back in Nigeria, some years ago, maybe around 1991, or thereabout, 1990, 1991, I wasn't, I wasn't an Anglican. I wasn't an Episcopal. I was a Pentecostal at that time. I was a Pentecostal preacher. So I was a freelance preacher. I was preaching with a senior preacher. I was working for him. So he sent me to a church, a Baptist church, on a Sunday morning to preach on his behalf. So I was preaching in that Baptist church from Colossians chapter 1, from verse 13. To 18 about principalities and powers jesus had defeated them after the preaching i i called out for prayers and people came out to be prayed for which i would have loved to do today right here but i can't do it this is episcopal church so so we in episcopal church we feed you or we we prepare the food and we give it to you and you go and eat it if you like, or you dump it if you like, you know. So, people came out for prayers. Among them was this girl. She was 17 years. I never knew her. That was my first time in that church. So, I was praying for people one after the other, saying, um, what do you want me to pray for? Uh, pray for me. Um, you know, the, so many reasons I'll pray. So, I came to this girl, and as soon as I said, what do you want me to pray for? She screamed, and she said, leave me alone. I know who you are. You are the son of God. Now, she said that. I know she's not referring to me. Okay? <laughs> I'm, 
I don't, I don't think, she's not referring to me. She was referring to somebody she was seeing, no, not me. So, but because I read my Bible and I know how Jesus handled such situation because people have told Jesus before, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, you are the son of God. And Jesus has said, shut up, come out of him. So I did the same thing. So I said to her, shut up, come out of her, <laughs> Jesus' name. So she fell to the ground and screaming and rolling. And then the ushers held her and they were asking her, what is wrong with you? So I told the ushers, um, just take her aside. After the service, I will come and attend to her. So what happened to her? She, after, the, after the service, prayed for her. She became calm. Then she told us a similar story like the one I told you of this young girl, this boy and girl who are isolated. She told us a similar story. That when she sleeps at night, she finds herself among certain people in her dreams. And in her dreams, they kill people. In the dream, they kill people. And in the daytime, the people they kill in the dream die in real life. She told us that. Now, I know you don't believe that. No problem. It's okay. But just in case anybody is here who is experiencing what I've just shared, please, you can see me or see any of the clergy for prayers, okay? See us, you know, book an appointment, talk with us so that we pray for you, right? This kind of thing is part of what causes some people to kill themselves, to commit suicide. Because they are facing problems like this, they can't talk to anyone because nobody will believe them. They've gone to the doctors, the doctors can't treat that, it's not medical. They've gone to the counselor, the counselor can't handle that, it's not psychology. This is spiritual. Okay, let us pray. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the power of your Son, Jesus Christ, who has saved us from the powers of darkness and has brought us into his kingdom, his kingdom of light. Save, O oh God, anyone under the sound of my voice struggling with situations that we have shared today. Help them to come to Jesus Christ and to accept him, believe him as their Lord and Savior. And help them to be free. Help them to seek for prayers from the clergy and the prayer and healing ministry and be free. In Jesus' name, amen.